so many wonderful things about so many wonderful things I learned about I wonder have I got a witness out there oh so many wonderful things about Jesus so many wonderful things about him oh he's a wonderful counselor he is a mighty god everlasting father he is the prince of peace there's so many wonderful things my lord about him i wonder have i got two or three witnesses in the house and in the house so many wonderful things my lord about One more time now. So many wonderful things. If you're in your house, join in. Jesus. Oh, there's so many wonderful things. My love. There's so many wonderful things. My Lord about him. Jeremiah 8 and 5 and when you open the book all the people stood up you have your Bibles at home you can lift them up open them up and praise the Lord amen St. Mark the first chapter and verses 38 through 42 and he said unto them let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also for therefore came I forth and he Jesus preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and cast out devils and then a strange thing happened there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, if, somebody say if, somebody say I got an if, if thou wilt, canst thou make me clean? And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him, and saith unto him, I will be thou clean and as soon as he had spoken immediately somebody ought to say immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed and, and um, I like to turn to my uh, living Bible prayer phrase version and it simply says about Jesus the same chapter in Mark, the same verses. 
But he replied, we must go on to other towns as well and give my message to them too. It, for that is why I came here in the first place. So he traveled throughout the province of Galilee, preaching in the synagogues and releasing many from the power of demons. Once a leper came and knelt in front of him and begged to be healed, Jesus, no, he didn't say, he said, the leper said, if you want to, Lord, you can make me well again. And he pled Jesus. And Jesus moved with pity, touched him, and said, yes, I want to. Be healed immediately. Somebody say immediately again. The leprosy was gone and the man was healed. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Oh, while you're seated, you can do this this morning. Just simply look around at the air because uh, it's probably nobody to the left or right of you six or eight feet apart. Simply said, I believe that my if is already done. I believe my if is already done. My brothers and my sisters, the tune and tenor and course of thought, thought or meaning of the Christian religion and the Christian experience is that we serve a God that has the ability to heal and to save immediately. God does not have to take all day to do what he has to do. He can heal you right there in the house right now. As you're watching, he can heal you. He can deliver you right where you are in the hospital in your living room, dining room, bedroom, your bathroom, in, in kitchen, and he can heal you in the car, he can heal you in the garage, he can heal you on the street, he can heal you in the neighborhood, he can heal you where you sit, stand, kneel, or lay. But, there is an if that has a tendency to come before it's already done. And if we carefully look at our biblical text and really and truly take a long look at our Christian experience, even each and every one of us, it was and it is something that's unclean. Something that's dirty. Because sometimes the Christian life encounters uncleanliness and the uncleanliness needs to be addressed well, what are you saying preacher in other words sometimes we are unclean and we are in need of a clean and in our today's pericope and and the extract of our text says that there was a leper 
realizing and knowing that he was unclean and he was dirty. But the scripture says, if you look at your Bibles at home right now, looking at your Bibles, the scripture says, if thou will. Uh, this, is, this is sometimes uh, that the Lord is confronted. Uh, <clears throat> but if, well, let me say it like this. The Lord is confronted with dirty jobs, unclean com confrontations. But if, and when God gets ready, the healing has already taken place. And if and when God is willing, it must be done. Some years ago, approximately 2006 to uh, last year, 2020, there was on the Discovery uh, Video Channel a program called Dirty Jobs. It was a young Caucasian man uh, by the host of name Mike Rowe who would locate jobs almost anywhere in the country or world. Uh, and, uh, for, and for those others who would refuse to lay claim on the jobs, uh, he would take some of those jobs that was unsettling, you know, and, and uh, unclean places in the world he would go right to and locate. Mike Rowe was a phenomenon uh, during these years. He would come and clean up some of the most unclean spaces and places that's ever been viewed. Over the years, over the years, he has collected what we call roadkill. He has uh, scraped gum off sidewalks. He has uh, <clears throat> been a sludge recycler. He has been a septic tank technician. He has been a cow hoof uh, trimmer. He's been, <laughs> he's been an owl, uh, owl as in bird, owl waste collector, along with many other distasteful means of employment. And during this show, his closing remarks are always this. I will sure see you again in some dirty place. My brothers and sisters, but, but today, I'm not going to talk about any of those jobs that Mike Rowe has as dirty jobs because all of us must acknowledge the fact that there are jobs uh, we are willing to do. If we, are, if, if we are helping a person that we have special love for, we will do. If that person is loved by us, we will do. It, it, but if, if, let me examine the if and that if. The, the Bible and our biblical text and if we understand what a dirty job is, in reality, and really it is, we will understand what happened uh, the day that Jesus was sought out by the man who was afflicted by a disease with what the Bible calls leprosy. Some of us can remember the days when polio was a terrifying scourge. Some of us can recall the days when AIDS came crashing into the world. And now during our living expectancy, we are now experiencing COVID-19 last year and this year. And according to the Old Testament, 
This is nothing new. Leviticus, if you open up your Bibles to Leviticus, the 13th chapter, verses 45 and 46, when a person was diagnosed, as we know, with leprosy, he immediately became an outcast from his family and friends. Just allow me to say, just allow me to say, getting close to a leper was familiar, and were, but it was forbidden. Touching a leper was forbidden. Touching anything a leper had touched was forbidden. Uh, from the moment of the diagnosis, the leper was ordered to tear off their clothes, was ordered to let their hair grow wild, was ordered to cover the lower parts of their face, was ordered to cloak uh, up with a warning, unclean, unclean. It was not unusual for a community to torch a house in which a leper had lived and the ancient records carried uh, accounts of healthy individuals who have, have inadvertently touched something that belonged to a leper would grab a sword immediately, the nearest sword, and sever their hands. Now very quickly, very quickly, the story begins with the leper coming to Jesus. Some say that it was an act of bravery for a sick man to be so bold, but an act of bravery, I can say perhaps it was certainly an act of desperation. I think I have two or three witnesses over here know what I'm talking about. The story begins with a leper coming to Jesus, and he didn't just stand before Jesus. He came before Jesus kneeling down in uh, salutation and supplication, pleading, saying, Lord, if you want, if you want, can you make me clean? We have similar situations. Have you not seen a person on the freeway, thumb a ride, asking, if you want, can you take me to our, my closest destination? How many of us have seen or come off the freeways and seen someone, or on the streets, have seen someone uh, with a letter or cardboard sign in their hand said, uh, we'll work for food, I'm homeless, I'll work, I'm employed with children, I will work, I will work whether homeless or without, uh, I, but I will work for food and money. They were saying, if you want, and they're saying to us, if you want, if you want to help me, you have to give me something. How did we respond to that request? Well, that's up to you and God. Yes, it's a dirty job uh, that no one wants to volunteer to do. But it's a job that needs that somebody needs to do. And I will take that family and I will take that family <clears throat> with no pay, no job. That's Jesus. No reward, <clears throat> no merit, and uh, no attention. But it's a dirty job that needs to be done. But, 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 but we, we, we have to keep going. But I know what Jesus did for that leper who was kneeling before him asking for help. Mark tells the story simply saying, he tells that Jesus was filled <coughs> with compassion. Yes, Wouldn't you be filled with compassion? Yes. The man <coughs> may have been physically scarred by his illness. Can't you see him right now? His future was a <coughs> dark disaster. Most of us would be filled with compassion, but compassion would not, could not, change the man's tomorrow. Right. My brothers and sisters, <clears throat> compassion is not enough 
for Jesus. Compassion motivated Jesus to put out his hand and touch the leprous man. Now, if you are thinking that isn't that nice, isn't that nice for Jesus to just reach forth his hand? But let me tell you, we need to stop here and think about the impact of Jesus's gesture. At the beginning of this message, I spoke about dirty jobs, jobs so bad, foul, and so disgusting and so nasty that nobody wants to do them. Now, now, now catch me now, catch me right now. Be careful, be careful right now. With his touch, Jesus did a job that nobody would ever do. Uh, that's why some of us are not coming to church. Uh, because uh, when you get to church, we might touch something unclean. Are you following me now? I think you're awake at home right now. But look at Jesus. With Jesus' touch of the leper, Jesus made himself unclean. Dirty. COVID-19, I might... Huh? With his touch, Jesus made himself off limits from the rest of society. With his touch, Jesus identified and got close to the man in a way that no one else would have considered. With his touch, Jesus showed the stuff that he was made of. With his touch, Jesus showed his willingness to do just the dirtiest job that this world can produce. Although the Bible does not say, if anyone had been there in that day, they would have grasped in horror and just simply cried out. If anybody has seen Jesus move toward the man, looking like the man looked, what would you do? Well, you, you can't come to church because you're scared to sit in the seat, maybe. What would you do? We got, we got restrooms. We got 20 seconds where you can wash your hands. We got paper towels. We got cleanser. We got face masks. But what would you do? Jesus' hand moved toward the man. That hand, same handshake, you need to take a sword and cut it off. But Jesus moved his hand toward the man. So what did they say? Can you hear him saying, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't come to church. Don't do it. Don't do it. You run the risk. You run the risk. You don't do it. You crazy. You crazy. I got quiet in here. That's how we would react. We would have reacted. This is a dirty job. I'm here this morning because this is a dirty job. Uh, Jesus, though, was filled with compassion. Touched, reached out his hand, touched the leper. Touched the leper, healed him, and sent him on his way. 
with orders not to tell not to tell anybody about what had happened. Then the Bible concludes with the leper. He didn't do that. He walked out of there skipping and walking and hopping. You know what to happen. He went about telling everybody. Telling everybody what the Savior had done for him. If God could do that yesterday, he can do that for you today. Get on your mask, get in your car, and you can drive. Well, I'm not going to go there, but <clears throat> it's a dirty job, but it has to be done. There's, there's a dirty job out there today. Child of God, sin is a dirty job. And you and I aren't lepers. We're not lepers, but we're sinners. You and I and all of humanity are sinners. We have been born sinners, and normally we would die sinners unless we know this day that God has touched us. He reached out his hand, and he touched us. Leprosy may be an ugly disease, which untreated leaves the outside of our bodies Victims of deformity. I want to have I got two or three witnesses and, and dysfunction and disfigurement. But let me tell you, sin is no less ugly. Only its ugliness is not shown on the outside, but it's shown on the inside. Ugly souls are walking around disfigured. I want uh oh y'all catching up with me right now. We're disfigured. We're looking bad on the inside. You, you know, there are all kind of products that can cover up what we have. We, uh -huh, we have mints to mask our bad breath. We have deodorants to camouflage the smell. We have room refreshers. I got three bottles at home to destroy to destroy the lingering odors Febreze and Super Febreze and Ionic Febreze and Superman Febreze but there are, I wonder have I got witnesses in this house well I don't know the other products but they good products and I go to Family Dollar Family Dollar uh, Dollar General they got them all in there so uh, I wonder have I got three oh, what, my 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there are no commercial products that can take away your stinky sin. What the hell I got witnesses in this house? Because Jesus took the dirt and the grind and the filth, let out his hand and did that dirty job. He took on the job reaching out to the leper he took on the job calling on the sinful tax collector that came away from his table oh, he took the job and forgave a woman who was caught in adultery he took the job and restored a dead man 
called Lazarus in a grieving family. It was a dirty job. Oh, have mercy now. But it had to be done. You remember Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. He prayed about your sin and my sin. He prayed and the whole world was wrong. The whole world was dark. The whole world was black with leprous spots. But uh, he put out his hand. Well, I'm not going to stop there. Everything we ever done what he put out his hand for the things that we are most ashamed for that's what he put out his hand for the things that we tried to hide that's what he put out his hand for all these things God saw and Jesus saw then having seen the worst he put out his hand with compassion he got up and allowed himself to be taken to trial. Jesus' compassion kept him silent. He was unjustly accused of uncommitted sin. Jesus' compassion kept him from striking back when he was beaten, whipped, scorned, and a crown of thorns. Jesus' compassion sent him to the cross and that same compassion kept him there so you and I might be forgiven. Jesus' compassion, Jesus loved us so much that he took on the dirtiest, the vilest job in the world. An innocent son us and as assurance for his sacrifice he had accepted the job he completed the job and they took him where they need to take him they took him to a hill called Calvary but three days later having been in that barber tomb he rose with a living breathing Jesus rose from the dead that you and I well let me say it like this it was a dirty job that had to be done 19 centuries ago 20th centuries ago the son Jesus passionately saved you and I not by accident but willingly Jesus walked into sin's destruction and allowed himself to die that we might live and with his life on the cross at his resurrection he broke sin deadly reaction and became a sacrifice he had already been saved but he took us to a realm of sanctification and that means I'm almost ready to go to my 
see that means we have already been saved it's a dirty job but it's already done well it's already done well preacher what's already done he's already kept us he's already fixed us he's already blessed us he's already healed us he's already forgave us he's already selected us he's already protected us he's already open blinded eyes he's already unstopped deaf ears he's already clear cleansed lepers he already took the multitude with fish and it took a couple of rolls of bread he already calmed the raging sea he's already turned water into wine he's already a doctor in a sick room he's already a lawyer in a courtroom he's already a teacher in a classroom he's already a mediator in the prayer room he's already living bread in the living room he's already a light in a dark room somebody ought to say it's already somebody ought to say in the house it's already somebody ought to say it's already he's already comfort in the bedroom he's already a resource in the storeroom somebody ought to say he's already he's already a constant companion in the white room somebody ought to say he's already he's already assurance in the weight room somebody ought to say already he's already endowed it but we got to use it he's already told it we got to believe it he's already offered it we got to accept it he's already promised it we got to expect it he's already given it but we got to receive it he already blessed it but we got to enjoy it he already gave us mercy already gave us grace already gave us hope i wonder how i got witnesses in this house it's a dirty job 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 already done what can wash away 